Robbie, give me a drum roll. Okay, okay, that's enough. I have a very important announcement to make. Next week, Lorraine Bracco will be with us on Gangster Goddess Broadcast. That's right, Dr. Melfi and Adriana LaServa shooting the shit. Stay tuned next week. For now, let's get into Big Girls Don't Cry. Are we slated? You were just talking about how much you love your husband because he just went outside to get you coffee. Yes. He's cooking you your coffee. Cooking it. Yeah, he's cooking it. And um, and out of nowhere, you said, I love him so much. And I thought you I were getting annoyed him so at him. No, I was being, I was like, I love him so I don't much. hear you say that normally. Really? I say it to him at night when he's sleeping. So he doesn't know. <laughs> what about when he's talking in his sleep like a ghost? Oh my God. Is that your favorite? Last he was doing night, it last night. <laughs> we were working, Dre and I, on text to each other. Thanks, Steve. She was just talking about how much she loves you. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I was surprised, too, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking in his sleep. I was on my computer doing the editing, and he's going, I like the shiver. But that's what he does, and the whole bed shakes. <laughs> and then I have to be like, Dave, Dave, Dave. And he's like, what? leave me alone, leave me alone. I'm like, no, no, you turn around. So I have to, like, literally roll him over. It's, it's my only favorite. when he's on his back. I hear about this um, every so often. The Dave shake. It's the it, DK one shake. It's crazy if you're actually sleeping and he does that because it, he does it like it's like this ghost sound. And then with the bed shaking, I really think that either there's an earthquake or there's a ghost in the room. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. Every formula coming at you live from Venus. Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. Welcome. You gotta welcome. Welcome to Gangster Goddess Broadcast with Dre DeMatteo and Chris Kushner. Oh my God, we're not uncle and auntie? Why'd you take away our title? I'm trying to be mature because this episode is called Big Girls Don't Cry and it's all about growing the fuck up and I'm trying... Ooh. Nice. Nice. Robbie, can you mark where I just cursed? We are... Having a challenge. I'm not allowed to curse. Nope. Um, Tell them why. Okay. Well, Chris's mom <laughs> is super Christian. She loves to watch the show. She, she hates my filthy mouth. She's like, I just love Dre so much, but God, I just wish she would watch her mouth a little bit more. Well, she's right. Yeah. It's um, but it's a challenge, and it's you know too. what? It's it's because I grew up in an extremely um, Italian household, curse-filled. Oh, my phone is ringing right now, but I won't answer it. I just see it, just so you guys know. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're, we're having a challenge. I don't really know that I can continue with this, um, with this podcast right now while I'm staring at these HelloFresh menus in front of me. Oh, I know. Honestly, I, it makes me so hungry. It's crazy. Well, today's episode, you guys show some love to our sponsors because today's episode is brought to you by the one and Look only. Look at what you're staring at. I know, it's so good. Oh, I can't stare at this right now. Um, it's brought to you by the one and only HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash GG80 and use code GG80 to get the total of 80 bucks off, which includes shipping and your fir- on your first box. Additional ex- restrictions apply Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Yes. <laughs> for more deliciousness. And actually. deliciousness. <laughs> I'm yes. so hungry. I can't stare at it. 
That's wonderful. Oh my god, we got the best. We I got cannot the best believe you ever. What people are saying. This is um the We're day all- after our drunk episode episode aired. Yeah. And um that was a fluke that we did that. It was just kind of for fun. But we are going to be diving into this busted and readjusted theme. Because we're getting such great response from it. Like amazing response from people. Amazing. But we were always <laughs> meant to be doing a busted and readjusted show. The Soprano thing was because we were offered a deal to do a Soprano rewatch. And I thought, I don't know if I want to do a Soprano rewatch. But then when I watched it and realized how important the therapeutic aspect of the show was... It all I thought, tied okay, in. it makes sense mm-hmm. because these are characters on the show that are always um, busted and readjusting yeah. and always trying to find themselves and a little more self-awareness and better themselves, even if they're monsters. Um, so it made sense to the life of busted and readjusted too. Yeah. And it's fun to do it against the backdrop of the Sopranos. I mean, why not? I haven't cursed yet, have I? No. <gasps> I'm, I mean, are you okay? I'm out of breath, guys. You might- <laughs> Anyway, so we have been getting amazing reviews lately, and this one really touched us. It's from Ari Gonzalez, and she says, I think it's she. I've seen her name oh, on a lot of stuff she's lately. so great, and I just want to say thank you. And I, I do want to take the time to read some of these reviews that really touch us, you know? I mean, there's some great stories that people are writing in. They're busted and readjusted stories. And then we're getting really great reviews. And that just means everything to us. So they're the stories, the busted and readjusted stories are really heavy. But they're amazing. Um, but no, they're, they're amazing. Inspiring. And we want to bring, we want to start bringing a fan on every month to tell their story. Um, I don't want to call it a fan. That's weird. Somebody yeah. who's identifying, who digs our show, who and has written a great in. story. Um, I know everybody likes to hear interviews with celebrities and I just fell asleep. Um, as much as I, I know we can do that every now and then, I would rather hear from just regular people in the world going through their stuff. Let me read what Ari writes because I love it. She says, Ari Gonzalez says, all right, I'm literally struggling to put into words how fucking, I'm swearing. <gasps> yeah, a little bit. It's okay. Real. I just, I'm quoting somebody. I have to. I have I'm, to. I, I'm the one who can't curse. I can, it's not you. Though. You can okay. say anything you want. Okay. So she says, I think it's a she. All right, I'm, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> All right, I'm li- literally struggling to put into words how fucking real this episode was. The chemistry and energy you two not only reciprocate into each other, but into the world too, is so raw and magnetic. You two really spoke to me. Oh, that's so nice. It's so, you two really spoke to me today. And even though it's just you two having a conversation, um, she truly felt she was right there with us and and she was being heard. Oh, I love it. Seriously, this episode was fucking divine. Much love, Ari. Ari. Ari, we love you. I love you, Ari. So Thank much. You. Thank you. Do have to wake up and do a rewatch now? <laughs> yes. Anyway, we appreciate those great, great reviews. Oops. Sorry, producers. I'll say it again because we might have to. <laughs> um, we appreciate those great reviews. Yeah, they're, they've been beautiful. I have to say, I got a DM today that blew my mind as well. Um, yeah. It's and uh, so, yes, the show is brand new. So obviously the, the, the reviews mean a lot to us. I mean, I guess that was our busted and readjusted. Um, all these new swearing, not swearing. Mm-hmm. Amazing reviews and great mm-hmm. listeners. Can I just tell a quick, 
quick thing that's been happening in my in my neighborhood that happened oh, in your right. neighborhood too that has had us busted. Yeah, because we do edit our own episodes, so we edit out of the the bottom part of our house, which goes out to the street. And um, these YouTubers moved into the house across the street, and they have completely destroyed the neighborhood with their antics. I've heard. And so many stories about these guys. I know. Well, the- you had a crazy party yeah. near you. Mm-hmm. And because of that party, two people were shot at that party. One person d- died. Yeah. The so chick died. The, that's the, pretty the woman intense. died. Yeah. And let me tell you something. There was helicopters all day, all early evening. Um, and yeah. And some they didn't break up the party. Yeah. Nobody's taking any precautions in so far as, you know, what they put on their faces and... Um, and, and, they're they're, having and their these, proximity. They're having, but these are yeah. kids that are mm-hmm. having these parties um, in my neighborhood. And they're not even 21 yet. They were about to celebrate their 21st birthday. And while I want to support and love and, and look out for all these kids in the street, because they look like they're my daughter's age. Yeah. They look like mama's age. Yeah. They're little tiny skinny little bodies. Um, but one kid had a gun. And they oh were out God. in the street with a gun. Um, raving, waving it around, and Robbie called the cops. Robbie's so, your boyfriend. Robbie's my, and the producer of the show. Yep. And um, he called the cops, and they had to, and they also shut their water and power down. Well, that's a thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the party that happened near you. So my party connected to your party. How funny is that? Well, my husband, Dave, I guess he saw something with the, I don't even want to mess the story, but there's a new law now that you're not allowed to have these rental properties. The if Airbnb people, The Airbnb, people are renting them out to having parties. They're just like, all right, you want to do this? We're shutting it down. No more water, no more power. And then what happens is the, per, the owner of the house, I think it takes a while to get, to get it back on. It's not like they just put it back on the oh, next no, day. Oh, no, no, these kids moved out. And then they get fined. It's a whole thing. So now mm-hmm. that these owners, they're, they're thinking twice who they're renting these houses to. Well, we had good. to, the owners mm-hmm. were in India. So we had to, um, the, the, the folks in the neighborhood got in touch with them. They didn't even know. They didn't know what was going on because another company rented out the house yeah. to these kids and they were making money off of the rental themselves off their own sublet. So there was like a whole scam going on. The owners didn't even know, I think, what was happening. Oh, my God. But you don't do that. Number one, you don't rent a house in the hills. All these houses are on top of each other. Yeah. So you go go rent a, a palatial area. You have a lot of money. You're millionaire kids. Go rent a palatial estate so that nobody can hear. There were like 300 kids <gasps> in the street. And they were racing their cars up and down. In this time. Right now, in this time period. That's and so racing irres- their car so and pulling out guns. So there were 15 cops up at the house one night. Um, they're leaning against our garage door where he's editing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was crazy. Up all night. Um, I mean, he's lucky that he didn't get shot or something. God forbid that could have broke up a fight with really, one of the main YouTubers. That could have really turned out. It could have really had a bad left turn. Oh yeah. Like, oh my God. And our room is in the front of the house. I was like, if these kids, uh, any kind of bullet, anything could just come whizzing right through my window, you know? Thank God for this new law then, you know, at least maybe, because I know that house has always given you problems. It's always people in and out. This house, yeah. yeah, This particular house is about to roll off the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's built into the, it's one of those houses that should have never been built. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I felt I meant like giving you problems. Like everyone's always, it's like the party house up there and it's nonstop. But it's a problem house. It was pro- it was a problem when it was built. There's an actual problem with the foundation of the home, like whatever. So anyhow. I, yeah. I feel like we're just on the phone right now. I know. <laughs> it's like, are we going to do a rewatch? Oh, we have to talk about the Sopranos. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Oh yeah, you like Look that? Let me get this out. How about, how about we switch gears today? Oh, and let's do a reading from the book of Sons of Anarchy, shall we? <laughs> oh, hi, Dave. She just picked up, for people that are listening, she's picked up a Sons of Anarchy book, yeah. our coffee um, table book. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys, on the podcast, not watching on YouTube. But Chris's um, husband wrote the theme song for Sons of Anarchy, plus did a lot of other music for the show, right? Uh, here and there. Yeah, he's, 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 he's waving his bald head, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Dave Kushner did it all. All of it. Right. <laughs> this microphone is. I, I, I have to get used to this, guys. Oh gosh. Right. I, I still have to get used to the couch. Yeah. Are we ever going to get ourselves into a chair situation? We're, yes. You're going to go into your house. Your your studio next. Okay. Here we go. Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Can we, can we make it sound like we're again the sex is, line again? Yes. <laughs> you love it. Hold Every on. episode. Let me put on my shades. I need my glasses. My glasses. So I can. You want sunglasses? The dirty librarian. Mm, I Um, like Soprano season two, episode five. Episode five recap. Please don't talk like that. Are you ready, Chris? (laughs) Oh my God, you're such a freak. Yes, Dre, I am ready. Who reads the episode recap? Oh, it's me. (laughs) DD would be you. This episode is Big Girls Don't Cry. (laughs) Yes. On today's episode of The Sopranos, Big Girls Don't Cry, back from Italy, Tony, Tony? Tony, Tony Loke. <laughs> Tony, listen, let's not do any more rewatches. Let's just do drunk episodes because oh apparently God. someone's been hitting the bottle. It's like I had freaking uh, mimosas this morning. Back from Italy, Tony decides to reorganize, which includes the arrival of Furio, which quickly upsets the pecking order within the family. I know the mic is weird, right? After much deliberation with her own therapist, Dr. Melfi invites Tony back into therapy. Christopher shows some real acting chops when he breaks down and cries during one of his acting classes. Or was that real emotion? <laughs> was it? Hmm. Guys, I miss acting. Can anybody tell? Yeah, yes, um, I can. Anyway, this episode is written by Terrence Winter. This is his first episode, guys. Oh, I and didn't know that. He crushes season five to death because mm-hmm. that's my season where I to that's my season uh, to the death, to the death, to the death. But um, I'm going to just adjust my mic and you let Chris talk it. for a minute. Let's talk about the title. Big girls don't cry, but we see Melfi, Chris, and Dominic's wife all crying throughout the whole entire thing. Yeah, sometimes the titles have super big relevance to the entire episode. Sometimes. They don't. This one obviously has super big relevance. There's not any crazy subtext here. Well, for me, I was I um, equate it to, to you know the conversation when Tony was talking. I mean, constantly he's like trying to talk to Hesh, and they're having conversations like kind of next to each other, like toddlers do. Oh yeah, you know, like toddlers, yeah. they can be like in a room playing next to. They just want to be like next to their other friend toddler. It's like a, it was like such a childish conversation. Yes. The two, an immature conversation the two of them were having. So I don't know. Well, I, yes. The I'm whole, well, relating I it like, to like that and that whole. Well, I think the title always has to do a little bit with like, it can sometimes be like the summary of the show or mm-hmm. like uh, the undertone of the show. 
And big girls don't cry. Carmela says to Tony at one point during this episode, oh, God, I have to curse. No, you do not. Don't do it, Dre. You already had your one. Oh, God, but I have to quote her. Can you just say something, a different word for her? Okay. He, she says, Tony, <laughs> can you grow the F up? Oh, oh, when are you going to grow the F up? She says, or why oh, don't yeah. you grow the F up? Well, what? when he smashes the phone against the wall. Yes. Yes. I feel like that is what carries this entire episode. It's a constant, they're constantly in a state of, um, of acting out and throwing tantrums mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. Um, but it was people also- are having a hard time handling their emotions, kind of. Yeah, like the, the, uh, the contrast between the tenderness and the violence. With Chris crying constantly. Yeah. You know, and trying to... Well, he's in the cry mode. Um, Tony Soprano is feeling very aggressive um, to the point where he is now Furio's right-hand man, who is also totally. very aggressive. Um, but but yet, he goes both ways. I mean, yeah. not literally. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm not talking about you. Are you not talking about me? But you, did you say yeah, I'm not talking about you? I'm talking about your past life. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, Renee, Robbie's mom oh. again. Um, this is, we should just dedicate an episode and just to the moms. I think we need to dedicate to Renee and Anita because they're both super Christian. Yes. And we're both potty mouths. We're both total um, potty mouths. I was going to say something even like. Don't. I won't. Okay. okay. But anyway, so Furi- Furious. Furio. Who's furious? Who's furious? Furious. First, you see him like playing with the like. Oh my god! I'm always gonna. I know this is a big mic. Oh yeah, yeah. It's big, Chris. It is big. This is the the Howard Stern mic. But maybe I can do other things. Oh my god! With this mic. Anyway, we see Furio (laughs) like being with those kids and so gentle and tender, and then we see him go like crazy in that whorehouse. Chris, so crazy, so gentle. He's doing this. Oh yeah, I guess he's being. He's. I don't know if Nobody's people cute. who are just watching can't see, but the finger trick to the little kids, he's a showing how he can but, remove a finger. I love he, it. You know. But that's, I, I, we're going to get to that, but, but that's I have a Carmella question. Carmella is also already like, Furio, come here. I want to introduce you to somebody. Because he's cute and he's charming. That's what I mean. He's, yeah. he's tender. He's charming. And then he just like handles stuff. Like there's no, him with the bat going to that whorehouse. Oh, that's a, we'll get to that scene. He doesn't even compute. Like what he's doing. It's like almost like he's just a soldier. He's a soldier. Yeah. 100%. He has a mission. He has to complete it. And it's, a, and, but that's the guy you want on your, in your company, in your, t- on your team. I also like that he has a bat because that's so, mm. you know, all of Tony Soprano baseball references with Junior. And oh yeah. All that stuff. Junior taught him how to play baseball. Who threw the ball for you? But uh, he had the bat and it's so like, you know, he's going into breaking kneecaps. And what does he do? He actually shoots the kneecaps. I mean, what it's a professional. So, yeah. What a professional. We jumped. I don't care. All right. He's a professional. Let's, let's keep talking about that scene. Hold on a second. Did you notice how it's shot? How it's definitely an homage to Scorsese. Um, it's that long tracking shot. They don't cut that mm. shot until he gets to the door where Dominic and his wife, no, his wife was in the front already, but where Dominic is. I just noticed they cut, it was from the back. Right? It's from the back the whole time, Mm -hmm. but they don't cut that scene until he gets to the door. So he's already, Uh it's choreographed. It's like, it's a beautifully choreographed scene. And there, you know, when when we have those kind of scenes, and I've explained this to you before, a walk and talk, where it's one shot, you know, there's nothing to cut away from. 
the stress on on you for performing oh. within that scene. Luckily, this one was on his back, so it's but still. Everybody has to hit their marks. So not just the actors are nervous that they're going to mess up the scene, but all the ADs and the PAs that are working because they have to give each person their cue uh-huh. to walk out of the room, to step in front of him at this moment. So everybody who's working on set is under an insane amount of stress to make no sure it happens. wants it to be their fault. Especially when you have to when you have three pieces of glass that you can break and that's it. So once those pieces of glasses are broken, you can't go back into that scene. Yeah. So, so if someone's going to mess it up, someone's going to catch the heat or feel really crappy about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's nerve wracking. You see, I don't understand. You're, Even a film set's nerve wracking. I don't know how you dealt with it. You're, you, you, you're, you get nervous I get and nervous. anxious. And I don't want to mess things but up. But you picked the, the career that is the most nerve wracking. I didn't pick it, Chris. It picked, picked me. I know. <laughs> That's what they said. That's why I'm Still trying to figure out something else to do. I'm getting. I'm, I'm dying to act though. I noticed. That's why you're playing to the camera. No, it's all about Hi, YouTube. By the way, go back. Go onto YouTube if you're listening. Just hit subscribe. Okay, make Dre happy. I know. Anyway, the podcast thing. I still haven't gotten down with podcasts yet. I don't understand it yet <laughs> because I'm a visual person. To me, that YouTube is like. I mean, po- a podcast is like radio, like old school radio, but without music. Can we play music? No. All right. We have our intro song. Is this mic just falling a lot? <laughs> no. Just gonna. She's fixing her. Mic. Okay, Chris, okay. go ahead. You continue. When no, I when I'm I veer just, off, just just that's, continue. That's what I do. I just keep going. Um, you guys pull up to the massage parlor. Is it a? It's a massage parlor. Is it a massage parlor? It's a salon. Oh, we were just talking about that scene, and this is actually the opening scene. Yeah, it's the opening scene. So Chris <sighs> is there to pick up the money. And um, Dominic only has half, and you're outside laying on the horn. First of all, did, is it, did anyone notice my nails? <laughs> no. They're so long when I hit that horn. But you know what I noticed? The way you hit the horn. It was so... I was smoking. I know, and you just like leaned over. The way you did it, I'm like, that's... It was just it like... It was Jersey? So Jersey. It was Jersey. I was like, she got it. She nailed just the way mm. with, the, with the cigarette. And then, come on, let's go. Those nails. I used to do those nails on purpose because I couldn't get in character if I Without didn't them? sit in the nail salon like that before shooting. Um, also, that shirt I'm wearing is like that. It's like the iconic Christopher Adriano photograph. Those A lot of photos were taken of us that day with the zebra shirt. Oh, the zebra shirt. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, <clears throat> she doesn't go into the massage parlor with him, but she goes into the acting class with him. She should have. Well, she bought that acting class no, for him. But imagine if she would have walked into that tanning salon. Well, she would have seen all those girls. Yeah. She'd be like, Christopher, what the? F-? Well, no, she knew he was going to get. She knew, right? She doesn't know. She didn't know she was going. He was going to get money. You don't. I think mean, so? she. I mean. I, I think that he doesn't implicate her. Do you hear how high my voice just went? You don't think so? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to be. Okay. Do you want me to stop and help you? No. With that mic? No. I <laughs> just want to complain. Just so, like this okay, episode. Okay, wait, I do want to get into that whole thing because I really do want to know as, as someone watching that. So do, you didn't know when you were in that car, you don't, well, it's 20 years ago, but do you remember if you knew what he was going in there to do or? All I remember is that he and I both didn't mm-hmm. drive. I know. Oh my God. So neither of us, it was a blind leading the blind in that car. <laughs> Did, do we pull into the scene? I don't remember. I just remember those nails honking that horn with a cigarette know. in your hand. But um, 
And it is kind of funny that he threatens Dominic with a paintbrush, which is obviously the total opposite how yes. Furio handled the situation. A little tiny piece of wood and then a giant piece of wood. Yeah. I mean, one yeah. guy's all business and professional. And then Christopher's kind of like making jokes about cocaine and whatever else. But I do love Christopher's swagger. Yeah. In every scene. The humor. Like yeah. his sense of humor and his timing with his delivery. It's it's one of my favorite things in every scene that he's in. So Again. Sorry, I just bumped the mic. Um, so my question to you is this. I'm going to jump. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, do you think Tony's getting sick of his like childish behavior? Like maybe that is childish, him going in there, but it, it is, sw- we see it as swagger, but like he's going in there and it's like kind of like a game to him. It's funny. It was a blow the thing with the paintbrush up the nose. Tony wants someone like Furio who just handles it. But yet he catches fear. He changes his mind when Christopher's standing next to him and saying, you have even read the memo if you got it yeah. because he was obviously threatened by Furio showing up mm-hmm. while Rock the Boat is playing because Furio has definitely come to Rock the Boat, oh. right? Um, and he's also coming off the boat. You know me. I like to di- I like to just dig into the the butthole of of stuff because I, I can't use the word the other word. I know. I'm trying really hard. You listen. Anita. It's really funny how you're trying to be dirty even though you can't swear. It's it's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be standing on my head in 10 minutes. <laughs> it is like an inferno in here, by the way. Maybe it, I'm just sweating because it's hard for me not to curse. I don't have it. All right. So Vesuvio's. Do you want to go to Vesuvio's kitchen? Let's go to Vesuvio's kitchen. Okay. Big Girls Don't Cry is playing in there, right? Yep. yep. Little Frankie Valley. That's one song I did notice. Um, what about Charmaine? Let's talk about Sh- Narducci for a minute. I relate, man. I relate. She's just grumpy. Arthur? Yeah. <laughs> she's just grumpy and she's just like, she's done with it. I mean, she's really grumpy. I like, I, you know me, I get grumpy once in a while. If what I'm is- tired or hungry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But what does Paulie say? He says, take her, take her broom for an oil change. Um, <laughs> he does. Paulie says, yeah, she should take a broom for an oil change. Um, she totally emasculates Arthur. Always, constantly. Yeah, big time. He's not, is he, af- he's kind of afraid of her, but he just does what he wants anyway. With You know, because he's got, a, well, he's first got of all, an allegiance she, to she's Tony. She's always right, but at the same time, she needs to chill. She's a chill. She definitely needs to chill. But he's got an allegiance to Tony, and Tony even, in this scene, I think this is it, where he um, he pressures him, he kind of bullies him into a favor. He's like, I've always gotten your back. Since third grade, I've always had your yeah. back. You you asked and I was there. So maybe he feels that already. And that's why he's just like not really listening to his grumpy ass wife. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, I mean, I feel like he, I mean, he goes back and forth with the yeah. way he is with Tony. From one moment to the next, he's, he's either afraid or he's not afraid. But uh, I think that a lot of, if his wife <laughs> was less antagonistic Mm -hmm. he would probably hear what she's saying even on a different level but this is just so um it's always in high c so she you know he kind of just high c yeah that's like my mom used to say that what's high c it's like just it's just like up here all the time instead of just being like this is these are the facts we don't want to have a mobster here but it has to be like up here it's your author and i think she's probably told him like 50 times though 
It sounds like it's constant. Like they've had conversations. I don't want these guys hanging out at a restaurant. It's a yeah. liability. So she's had it, man. But how do you, I mean, how, you know, it's, there's just no, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. These guys are there three times a week. Um, so Chris leaves, uh, arrives late to the acting class, the acting for writers class. And he uh, introduces himself. He says he worked on Wall Street. And he wants to write for the movies. But we're always going to do that. I keep hitting the mic. I know, it's fine. We're getting used to a new mic, I keep everybody. staring at the producer just because he's cute, but also because I'm afraid that I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that I walk him into the acting class like his mom. I know. With my tummy shirt showing. I know. So silly. But he's so uncomfortable. I know. And I, I, love, I love watching him act. I love watching He was a great... Great actor, even in the act. It's another thing where David Chase takes you and you're like, okay, so this is like, you know, he's, he's in this, he's acting in an act. He's in the Sopranos, but he's acting. It's great. Like art. Was it, is it yeah. life imitating art, art or imi- art imitating It goes back life. and forth between both. It was great. I'm o- always with him because of his involvement with this whole Hollywood obsession. Right. Yeah, well, for also back to the scene, I'm, I'm ju- probably jumping, but in my notes, I had it. When he's doing the scene with his father, which I don't think is this scene Rebel right now. cause. Yeah, but I, it's like, I'm confused as the viewer about Chris being, is he going to be a good actor? He's an acting, and he ends up being an amazing actor. But then Chris seems to get confused in the scene right. with like reality, with his reality versus acting. So is he a good actor or was he, you know, just thinking that his father I think was, he surprises himself. I think he surprises himself when he starts gets getting laughs from the from from his feet. Like, oh I'm funny. Yeah, his look I'm is funny. he was like this. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. His face. I know. Is great so, expressions. He's got the most expressive. That's what eyes. I mean. I'm not talking about the way he looks as like a, a person of gentle a man. I'm yes, his eyes. Yeah. When good he eyes. cracks that joke, he looks like a five year old once again. Yeah. Five year old immature kid. Like, well, oh this my whole God, episode is that. That yeah. happens with Tony. Um, Everybody later on at the end of the show when he's with Melfi. I mean, he couldn't act like more of a. He act, acts like a baby through the whole show, actually. Yeah, they kind of. I guess maybe that's it because they're all kind of acting really immature. Yeah. Except for Furio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's new. He's, he's new on the scene, you know. But, uh, and, and you know who doesn't act immature also? In this episode is um, is Janice and Richie. Um, yeah, Richie. no tantrums from either of them in this episode. The two that normally are throwing the most tantrums are not. Well, Janice is trying to take loans out on the yeah, house, but she's she's, sneaky. she's but she's quiet right now. Yeah, she's a she seems more her her being in control and being sensible is, is he's off the hinges in that mm-hmm. in that scene we're definitely jumping around and not going scene by scene but you know what i really don't give a hoot well it's like getting into a hoot i said <laughs> <laughs> oh my god cuz i can't say the f word f word <laughs> um i'm going to have some coffee right now maybe i'll have a little water maybe i'll have a little sip of water hold on Okay, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you think he was a good actor? Do you think he was just, you know, getting into it and really letting loose all his frustrations with well, Tony or his I mean, dad? later on we see in that scene. Right now we're— Okay. Th- yeah, we'll, we'll get to okay, that I'm one sorry. after. I'm sorry. I get excited. He's so jumpy. 
exciting. You're very jumpy, Kushner. <laughs> very energetic. You, you want to do some, do you, some exercise right now? Oh my God, do you see how big that coffee is? That's why I'm like feeling like I'm going to hit the studio I'm roof. schwitzing have, have, in here. You really? Yeah. Anyway. Menopause? People are like, get over it. Menopause? Oh, yeah. Um, here. Oh, thank you, Chris. Don't hit the mic. Though. I'm trying not just to. Just don't hit the mic and just keep fanning. Okay, that's perfect. Thanks. Anyway, we're at the Lou Costello Memorial. Um, what about Polly's tracksuit? Pow! Pow! Polly's tracksuit. <laughs> Can you do people are like, ow, my eardrum? Um, hold on. Polly's tracksuit. Pow! <laughs> It's so what good. Happened, what happened to you today? This I know, morning. I know, I'm so, what are you huh, doing? What I just you rest done on the microphone and sleep. That's all. I right just want it. everyone to know that Dre and I were texting, work texting, because that's what we do now, all the time. But we were texting to two thirty in the morning, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's two thirty in the morning," and so I think we're delirious. I'm delirious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wait, tell me about the scene. Cause I, you know what? I don't um, it's even a quick have scene. this. It's just, my... a, it's a nothing scene. I, I mean, took it's not it a nothing scene. It's a, it's an important scene because this is where, um. Oh, the order. Yeah. Where he, where this is the very important scene where Tony Soprano tells Polly Walnuts that he knows that he was eating <laughs> those Malamars that were on the countertop. Do you know that's my mother's favorite thing? Mine too. Anita loves That was Malamars. my mom's favorite growing up. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Malamars. Like, I I remember as a kid, for Christmas, get buying her Malamars, like, and wrapping them for Christmas. You remember that. how, like, when you're a kid, you get, like, those little gifts for your parents that are, like, in crackers or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, silly I things. love a Malamar. They, you can't find them. Nope. The yellow, the yellow box. Mm. You can find the pinwheels that are, like, the chocolate ones that have a chocolate cookie underneath. But the Malamar has a vanilla cookie underneath. Oh, it does. I love how you know all <coughs> the details about all this stuff. Because I love to eat. But anyway, so yeah, Polly is feeling um, like, you know, don't rock the boat kind of thing. But then but he he's got getting up. bumped up. He got, so he got bumped up. This is the moment where Tony, um, he reassesses because the scene right before that is the scene of him watching, watching the, the news talking mm-hmm. about. And I remember when I watched that scene, I was like, he's just sitting there watching the scene. And if his kids walk in the room and hear I that the same scene, thing. Like, wow. Um, and then I've been thinking about my own family and stuff like that. And my mom. And I'm just like, that's intense. Like, to know that your dad is being talked about on the news as a mafia guy, knowing that he's responsible for murders and, you know, all kinds of illegal activity. Well, I think that's why he bumped, that's why he bumped Polly up and, and brought Furio in. He needs a little bit more of a shield. Yeah, and Silvio. But then why isn't Pussy bumped up? Because he was MIA? Everybody's got, he's got a night. Because, was it the last episode at the at the grill? Yeah, he's, he's looking, doesn't trust he's, him. He doesn't trust him. He's got one eye on him. He's, like he's so guy. smart, Tony Soprano. He's, he's so intuitive. He really is. He knows. Okay. He's the best anti-hero of all time. He really is. So he's got a new pecking order. Melfi's talking to her therapist, Peter Peter B. Oh, Peter Bogdanovich, Bogsy. We used to call him Bogsy. Mm-hmm. I love him. We're going to have to have He's him great. come on. I wanted to have him come on for this show, um, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to, I have to, have to get that together. He, um, they're talking about the dream where yeah. Tony crashes. And Again, with the uh, Wizard obsessed. of Oz. She's obsessed with this, this Tony. She misses him. She misses him. Yeah. And, um. And she says that he's Oz himself. 
yeah. in the dream. So that shows you like the the pull that he well, has that on she, her. I didn't think she was going to say Oz. I thought that she was going to go for a more weakened character. But Oz is weak when, when you finally find out at the end that he's just a human yeah. behind all that. Um, puppet master stuff, but optimistic voices again, and in, in, mm-hmm. they talk about that in the in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's hiding. Oh, she says that she her memory of the Wizard of Oz is hiding under the blanket with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about children's love of roller coasters and the thrill, and then she she rails into him why she calls him a smug she goes you smug i know it's so weird um you know what sucker um f you well she's f you yeah i I, I can't believe that i can't act these scenes out right now it's very hard for me um the fact that she um, did that and pulled that temper tantrum just like tony yeah just like tony she's mirroring him she misses him so therefore she's acting like him yeah. Maybe that's her tie. Like, she's like, that's her connection. I'm just going to really just be embody him right now. And because she's playing a role in the therapist's office. Well, she played the role going on the lamb. Yeah. I mean, she's a part of his. But Peter B is her in the room and she's acting, she's pretending she's Tony. When you say Peter B, I think, of, I, know I think do. of Peter Billingsley. <laughs> I know. That's why, that's why I wrote it. Cause I was like, Peter B, that's Peter funny. B. Um, but yeah, she storms out just like Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she's gaining weight. Depressed. Is that in this scene? Yeah, or I don't even no, know if it's in here. the other one. But um, so she's talking about the dream and tearing it apart with him. Mm-hmm. There is uh, an amazing article in Vanity Fair that Soprano Autopsy mentions um, when he breaks down the episode. Anyway. Um, you will endorse. He mentions the... The article from Vanity Fair. And I forgot about that article. And I went back and I read a little bit of it today. And in another episode, I would love to read the article as as a mini-sode. Because it's so, so good. What? What? Coming close? (laughs) I'm actually going to discuss this. Hi, Kushner. Um, So I'm going to keep talking. And um, Chris is fixing my mic for those of you that can't see. I'm going to grab her butt a little bit since I can't curse. It's okay, right? It's okay. Um... But uh, the article's amazing. Anyway, in the article, um, Lorraine mentions that she went to David and asked him about her dream. What does this dream mean? I want to know. And Mm -hmm. David just kept saying to her, it means nothing. Oh, yeah. It means nothing in in his true existential way. It means nothing. And she's like, come on, I'm a therapist. It has to mean something. And he's like, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. I mean, David, but the article is so great talking about the inception of the show and going back into David's life. And I really, um, oh, with I your permission, Chris, I don't want you to read it. I want to read it on here for a quick little- My permission. A nice little see. 10, we'll do a 10 minute episode where oh, we yeah. just have me let's, reading the article. Let's do it Because I like to read. We, I think we need to put some stuff out on the Thursday drops too. That's Maybe. just my thing. We'll people write in, let us know. I know, what I know. Think? People want us to do our, the, the, the fan day too. Yeah. And we will. Thursday fans. Okay. So oh, right. Let's go. Where are we? Okay. So anyway, we're at the Soprano house. Went to, oh, the phone. The phone. The phone mashing. The phone. And AJ, yes. when he's watching. Well, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> leading in from that last scene, especially, mm-hmm. 
where Elliot says to her, um, what does he, what does he well, say? Two is, temper there, is there a thrill? It's two temper tantrums again. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she, um, she gets so heated. But he asks her about the, having the thrill of, of seeing him. Is there a thrill in it for her? Right? Doesn't he say that? Well, I think at one point, I don't know if it's the first time she's in the office or the second time, he asks if she's sexually attracted to him. But there's also the whole thrilling oh, thing I don't remember. of being with a dangerous man. Oh, yeah. Treating a dangerous man. And mm-hmm. The drama that comes with it. Um, I mean, I don't know if you can relate to that in any way. I know that I have, um, I think even just dating musicians, it's like the bad boy thing. It's like an adrenaline rush too. Yeah. Because the light, it's like you're on projects, everything's high, high, high. And then all of a sudden it's for you too, as an actress, actor, you're doing something, you're all over the news, press, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden it's quiet and it's highs and lows and highs and lows. That too, but I think even just dating someone who's an artist and a musician, they have so many ups and downs that you're on a roller coaster ride anyway, and it's high drama. Just like being with someone like like Tony Soprano, being with someone like Michael Franzese. Yeah. Why are you waving that in front of me? Hello, fresh delivered. Is that what you're having? I'm having this. What this. do you have? I I'm going to show all our YouTubers the bimbop. You don't say that correctly. That Excuse me. Babimbop. 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 Oh my God, Robin. Korean deliciousness. Can you come over here and say this? Wait, I want to see so yours. I'm looking at it right now. So it's zucchini and mushroom babibop. Babimbop. Babimbop. I can't yeah. say it. I, you know, I mess up everywhere. Oh my God. But how good does this look? Let, for people who are not watching, it's um, like a rice bowl with mushrooms and zucchini and egg on it. A little bit of hot sauce. Everything comes perfect to your door with a variety of, of recipes every week. It is delicious. I haven't gotten this one yet. And no. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. It's so good. My, um, my kids actually made this one. Um, I, this is the second time I ordered this actual meal, but, um, it is delicious. I keep all the recipes afterwards after I make them. And then, um, because I want to try to figure out how to do it myself, uh-huh. but to be honest with you, it's so good. It's, it's, I can't really, because what they do is they, first of all, everything is sourced is perfectly. So you're really getting the best, the best meats, the best produce. Um, aside from that. It's portioned perfectly perfectly for your family. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, this comes with, um, with the, the white wine vinegar and this comes with the sesame oil and the soy sauce. Like, I don't really know how to prepare Korean food. And the fact, first of all, the fact that you can have a variety of cuisines, because we mainly make Italian and Mexican in my house. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden I can eat Korean, which is one of my favorite foods. Well, then then, now you know how to make it. Yeah. Well, the thing is with the, with, I like to go to a restaurant. So to me, like having this is like the, like the best of both worlds. A, it's delivered to your doorstep and you can cook it in your own home. You know, you're touching everything yourself. Um, they yeah. don't, they just drop the food off in a box in front of your house with all the ingredients perfectly um, in these little tiny bottles that are the exact amount you need for no each measuring, recipe. no anything. It's so simple. And let it's me just crazy. tell you the cleanup. 
And that to me, yeah. that's not even on my notes. I just have to tell you that to me is the biggest deal because the cleanup, you just put everything mm. in this little bag that they already give you this paper bag and it's off. Um, Chicken cutlets topped with lemon cream sauce. This is what I'm having tonight. Okay. Do you know that they have donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019? Oh, this is honestly my, my kids, my family, oh my, my husband, our favorite our favorite. But it's Chris, so good. Sour cream, lemon juice, and garlic. So to, good. to put on top of this browned piece of chicken. Oh my God, I'm getting so hungry. I know. By the way, Dre and I always do these podcasts around like four o'clock. I don't I know. know why we're recording. Starving. It's like, let's put it right around dinner. And then I have these, our HelloFresh meal kits, all ready to go. So this is what Dre and I do. We go cook after this. Yeah. Um, so go to HelloFresh.com slash GG80 and use code GG80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details and show HelloFresh some love because you'll be a happy customer mm -hmm. for sure. Anyway, yeah, next scene right into Tony's big baby tantrum. You know what I, I didn't understand? Big baby tantrum? His big baby tantrum. And how fun would it be to mash a phone like that against the wall? It's the second time he's done it. Oh, he did. What did? What Remember didn't he you did understand? First season with Georgie. No, I have no short term memory. So, oh my god, he smashes the phone against Georgie's head because he can't figure out the hold button and the bada bing. Oh yes, yes, I yes. love it, Georgie. Oh. And it's while well, it's so sad and pathetic, it's there's always so much humor because David Chase at the end of the day, it's funny. It's funny. It's deep, but it's funny. What confused you? You said what you were. Wondering. Oh, the editing in that scene confused me because they already show AJ looking. so so, um, like he's walking on eggshells, walking into that room. So trepidatious. And I don't know why they show him looking like that. Nothing's even happened yet. Um, well, when he walks into the kitchen. Yeah. At first. It's like, it almost gives away what's about to happen yeah, in the scene. I, yeah. So I thought that was a strange choice, but that's just me as a, as a, being very picky. Well, I mean, I've definitely related. Like, you know, like when your dad or someone blows up and when they really hit that threshold and have that, it's like, wow, my parent is losing it. And I, when, what he was going through and watching him react to Tony, I kind of, I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in cars. My dad's old school too. Like in cars where if someone used to like cut him off or oh, give my a finger- too. My dad would jump out of the car with the whole family in New York, like go into Broadway play and like pull someone through, literally through the, through the window and be like, don't my daughter, my kids are in the car. And then like throw them back in the car. And my family would all be like, oh my God. And Anita would be like, Bernie, 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 Bernie. What's your dad's name? Bernard Thaddeus Cowhout. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Again, hit the mic. Sorry, guys. Bernard Thaddeus Kohout. Yes. Is your father's name. Yes, he is. How true. astute. Yeah, he, yeah, not really. And he owned that fancy hotel in he Jersey. Came, he came from nothing. He was like dirt, dirt. From Lynnhurst, New Jersey. I didn't even know that your father's name was so fancy. Well, I think that his mother maybe put it, th I mean, they were like, what I'm telling you, dirt poor, 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 My poor, dad, poor. too. Like, I had nothing. He had like six brothers and sisters or my dad something too. like that. And six. had no. I don't, six? My dad had six too. I think my dad was the seventh. 
I don't. I haven't met half of them. My dad was sick. He like disowned half of them because uh, this is a whole nother podcast. Okay, we'll but talk about this were, another time. I have good stu- stuff to tell Lynn about my Hurst, dad too that like, we just found out. Oh Jesus! They were Lynnhurst like punks, and they had nothing. Nothing. Chris Colicas. Lipstick on my teeth. Clean your teeth, Chris. Okay. You want me to clean them for you? No, thank you. Let me put my finger in there. I don't know where that. I don't know where that finger's been. So I think, especially this thumb. Oh God. Okay. I don't know. How do we get into this? Um, anyway, um, what were we talking about? The Soprano anyway. house and him throwing that tantrum over yeah. Janice, taking the loan out. Um, and this is where Carmela says, why don't you just grow the F up? Yes. And I feel like that is the theme of this episode grow to up. a large degree. Yeah, grow up. Big girls don't cry. Yeah. It's and all coming together right now, right here. It comes here. together. It comes together throughout the whole script. And then AJ's yeah. room, you know. I he, worked at Radio. Remember Radio Shack? Is that, does that exist still? Thought, you know that when we were in school having computer classes, uh-huh. I didn't know how to use the computer. So my parents went to Radio Shack and bought the same computer they had in class. Uh-huh. And it was one of those big Radio Shack computers that comes with a desk built in. Yeah. So you could do basic on it. Basic. Remember basic? No. I'm older than you. You're like two years older than me. I should remember. I have no, I, you I know. I think I've that uh, you might have skipped basic, <clears throat> maybe. I remember going to Radio Shack with my dad, too. But yeah, the, the, it's Shack. funny because the way Tony went into the room, like, that that's a dad He's, apology. I know. Right? Yeah, he was apologizing. Did he you was just trying to make a joke and soften it. It's hard. I realize <laughs> it more, Even with my kids, when when I mess up, it's like you still want to find the reason why... I did, I did this because you did this. There can never just be, you know what? But I do do it with my kids. I hear myself do it. And when I do do it, it feels what, you do cathartic. What? I do finally, it, take, it takes a while sometimes to get to the other side of that mm-hmm. and to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I re- overreacted. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. You're, I'm reacting to all of these events, mm-hmm. not just that one event. Um, you know, yeah, I do the same thing. But my pa- my dad was one of the men that was evolved enough to say, you know what, I messed up, and uh, and I'm sorry. He was, yeah. but he I lived with really a lot rem- of guilt. I don't re- remember my parents apologizing, but I also didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about that, and we have to do another. My parents apologized for everything they did in my because I I was raised not. I was raised like a wolf. My parents didn't do anything <laughs> to me. So it's like they, their apology. I mean, they, I'm sure they did, but like their relationship to each other, that's where the apology had to set in. So you know did he I mean? ever apologize to your mom? Some no. Things are understood they had sometimes. the, like, I think at, when they got back together the second time, which we talked about on the drunk episode, um, yeah, they, they ironed things out and he was in a different place. And like I said, he had a really crazy upbringing and didn't have the tools. To be in a positive relationship. Great dad. So you understand where they come from I get when it. that's the case. I mean, I understood 100% where my parents came from later on. It doesn't change the scars that develop when you're little. No, but it because makes you. Because you're formed you. when you're little like that. Those episodes that you see when you're that young, mm-hmm. they shape you. And there's no real unraveling of that subconscious memory. Well, that's what unless- AJ... AJ's watching his dad have this right. whole thing and the same thing for him. That's shaping who he is. Totally. And he's probably going to react to that like that when he's an adult mm-hmm. and do things like that, smash the phone. Well, we see as it gets, as the seasons progress and AJ gets older too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get into that. Um, 
And then Tony arrives at Livia's house. Oh, this is a great scene, right? With oh my God, Richie. I love this scene. So but good. again, Tony's throwing a tantrum. He's not in control. <laughs> um, he's showing his, his ass a little bit. Richie was in, in control. Richie was in total control. He was so in control that he could be in his panties and his guinea tea. But that scene is great. And yeah. Tony is, um, is not in control. Um, but, he's, but he is. He's he not, is. but he is. He's got great lines. Oh, God. Um, that chemistry between those two. But they, you know, he, Tony, because of his towering bear-like figure, mm-hmm. he does still appear and feel to be in control in that scene, no matter how much. Well, it's the, a swagger The two again. of them are just still, and now you know that those two are together. Yeah. I mean, the pull-out sofa, the, the polyester pant. You looking at my nails? No, I was just making sure mm-hmm. Mike's okay. Your nails are nails, great, huh? by the way. Only what took you a, like? only took they look beautiful. They're gorgeous, right? Okay. Anyway. anyway. You, got, you always like it's like I'm known for the good nails, guys. Okay? Good nails, good. people. Yes. Um, okay. And then Tony says to her, You have carpal tunnel syndrome. How are you gonna hold a beggar's cup? It's so good. She's so, so good. Right? Great lines. Yeah. Terry great. Winner. Terry great Winner's Lena. first episode. She's your effing problem now. Yeah. Those two go head to head. He's got such swagger, Tony, too. The same thing. Like the way he when goes he back walks and forth. into the house and his body, I looked at Ginger, because of course we're always watching together. Ginger. I'm always talking about Ginger. You you, she's you guys your will all now. meet Ginger. She yes. worked on the Sopranos. She was the PA back then. Um he, I looked at her and I was just like, Oh my God. He is he's beyond. It's just he's all- also really thin. Um, the first two seasons, he it's gets much bigger later. For people, right? It's about how yeah, they carry themselves. Long legs, yeah. And that scene looked like it was shot from down below a little bit when he walks in. Oh, because they want Richie to appear shorter, but in yeah. control. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that they're always trying to do that with those two. It was those two go head to head, um, and then we go back to Chris in his acting class, mm-hmm. and he, this is where he. Um, the class finds him funny, and he did. This is when he does the look around. Yeah, he's the disco- look around. I, I wrote down here. He's discovering himself. I'm a kid, and people think I'm funny. Yeah, you know, he's oh, like, he's cute. By the way, I took um, acting for directors. I refused to take acting for actors when I first started because I was so self conscious about about anyone thinking mm-hmm. that I'd want to be an actor, mm-hmm. and I was so scared of failure, which is also a big part of this um, yeah. this episode with Christopher. Um, so I took- Oh, I have a question for you. Writing for yeah. directors, so I wouldn't be scrutinized as an actor if I sucked. And um, people were like, you're really good. And I was like, <gasps> so I tried to switch majors to acting, and they wouldn't let me switch majors, so I had to finish out film at school. At NYU? Yeah, so I finished out film school, and I just kept taking- all of these acting classes for writers, directors, and so yeah. So you just had to had had to have that safety net just in case you. Suck. I was scared. Yeah, just in yeah. case you're going to get judged. Fail. Yeah, and you look at you now, and Miss Emmy. It was manipulative on my part. It was it was real manipulative. Oh, I was manipulating myself <laughs> and everyone around me. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So then the teacher gives out the scenes for the next class. We all know how that goes. And then there's the party for Furio at the Soprano house. Don't rock the boat, baby. Mm, yeah, we <laughs> talked about that one already. And Christopher's surprised um, to see Furio. But wait, I love the way what? Tony is standing in the room. And he's like, 
the, and the Carmela staring. sees. I just love the. I love the nuances in their relationship. Yeah. She just sees him from across the room, and she walks over. By the way, I love her walk more than everything. She's and great. Her walk is so determined, and so I'm a housewife. Don't mess with me. Um, it, it embodies that character yeah. in ways that I can't even explain. But she says to him immediately, um, "What's the matter?" <laughs> The way she talks to him is the way I just, I can't, I just hear my mom all the time, Anita, constantly. Oh, it's so good. It's and then, so good. Uh, and then Federico's shirt is out of control. Serio's shirt. And then the first thing he mentions to Tony Soprano is how he gets to watch Two Women, which is a great Vittorio De Sica film in America, and talking about how in Italy they don't even care about these films. And I do know. That one of David Chase's favorite directors is Tasika. I don't know about Two Women, but but um, Two Women's a really important film in terms of um, women going through all of these sort of emotions and stuff. And big girls don't cry, mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah. So I do think that some of these things are picked really specifically. Like for example, and I'm going to jump when when Christopher and I are rehearsing that scene, and he does the Joe Pesci imitation. This is the next scene. We're in it. Oh, we're in it. Yeah. So Hold on, let me put on my spectacles. So wait, he does the net. Go ahead. He does the Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah, he does that. He goes, um, what does he say? Um, Tune in Jericho or whatever the hell. I don't remember what the hell he says. Hmm. It's another moment where I feel like the writers for sure are referencing it because it's from that Jimmy Hollywood movie or something. I don't, mm-hmm. I never saw it, but I think he's like some Jersey kid who goes to LA to become an actor and just doesn't make it. Yeah, so um, it's another... Yeah. Another imitation. But by the way, if we're going to jump to the apartment, do you notice how I'm sitting in the scene? Of course, I'm sitting like this. You are? Oh because my. I'm always sitting like this. No, I Chris is, this We is... all joke around that, that, my, that my crotch should have its own podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sitting there all, you know, mm-hmm. Dre style. Dre style. Oh, let me, let me. Let's readjust. Let me cross my legs and be a lady since I'm not cursing today. No. Um, but yeah, at the at the Soprano house, though, before we leave there, there's definitely a lot of what's going on here. There's a lot, you know. Well, he's reassessing, Tony. Yeah. I think he's reassessing everything since he saw the news. No initiative from Christopher. Zero. Um, and, you know, he's, he wants to protect himself. He's, well, it goes back to um, the Milos episode. When he was uh, coming out of that restaurant in Italy and he saw how the, those guys took care of the boss. Yeah. And Christopher is nowhere to be found. No initiative. Um, caught between Hollywood and the mafia um, and the mob genre because it's all, you know, art imitating life and all these weird things going on in Christopher's world. But, so confusing. Um, am I in it? Am I out? What's happening? Is Christopher know. acting? Is he acting on The Sopranos? Yes. What is happening? Make me a sandwich. I know. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Mozzarella. Hot. What? Oh my God. I was all over the place. Anywho. Oh my God. Um. So anyway, this is the best scene ever. The, the next one. The one with me and with Christopher? No, that one's good too. But like you are really, is this the one where you're standing up and he's on your leg? No. That's the next one. No, but this is where I say to him, my Tennessee William, because he's doing a Tennessee William. No, I'm sorry. That's old. Yeah, you're going back. I'm going back, but it it struck me, so I wrote it down. It's my notes. Just sometimes I write, I just write things everywhere. Everywhere. Can you guys see? But um, my Tennessee William, because he's reading, he's doing a Tennessee William's play and he's the gentleman caller. 
And uh, you're always so supportive of him. Wait, what does it say? I wrote it. I wrote this down. Wait to you. Um, she want the way she watches him is really cute. Yeah, she's like this when he's reading. Oh, she loves him. She's like, that's my man. She She wants him. She wants to give him something else. But he says, uh, (laughs) she goes. Where does it say he's trying to f her, Christopher? Maybe he's not. Ever think of that? Maybe that's why he's a gentleman caller. Because maybe he's a gentleman. And then Chris goes, no, he's a D-bag. <coughs> and so she... I had to act that out she because did. I miss playing Adriana. No, I love it. Can we do the rest of the episode as me as Adriana? And I'll be Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see in the notes? What? Our, um, the, 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 the girl who does our notes wrote... Gray, uh, Chris and Dre's apartment. I know. That's you and me. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, I love how she's so careful around him. She's trying, you know, and he's, she knows. He snaps. He's a snapper. He's snappy. Um, and then we go to, um, Hesh. why don't we call him Lil Snaps? Hmm? <laughs> he's Lil Snaps. That should be his nickname. Nick, Lil Snaps. Because he's Lil. Lil Snaps. Lil Snaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hesh's house. I'm just moving right along, man. Well, Tony's just looking for a new therapist, and Hesh really is. He's kind of his consigliere. Yeah, but it's funny how he's going there. I just, I told you in the beginning, I just think that the fact that they're both having separate conversations, he's fully annoyed, Hesh. Because he's and, like, I'm yeah. tired. Well, he's first like, of all, he's got some gumars there. He's he's not about to having to have this conversation yeah, with Tony, Tony Soprano right now. He misses, you obviously see he misses Malfi, Malfi. I just swore. And then I slurred. Um, but, but, I mean, Tony Soprano mentions, I think he mentions like Lucky. He goes, uh, men like Lucky, Douglas MacArthur, and Carlo. Is he talking about Carlo Gambino? I don't I mean, know. Lucky has to be Luciano. And Douglas MacArthur is a, a general, strange... I mean, I think that there was heroicism there, but then these mafiosos are not heroes. Um, and well, anyway, Hesh, this is where Hesh reveals that his, that his dad yeah. had panic attacks. I think that's the scene. And then I feel like for Tony, that was his like, oh, my dad didn't go see a doctor and he had panic attacks. It's just a genetic thing. So for him, that was excuse of like, I'm okay. Maybe I don't need this help. Exactly. That was it. like, okay, well, I'm fine then. This is just something that happens. It's my makeup. Which is a cop-out. Cop-out. And um, instead of going inside, like he, he, feel, he, he realizes that he can look outside and, well, not, he has no other and not within. He's not, right now. But even once he gets to Melfi at the end, yeah, he's but, like, this is a condition. Like, can't you just send me to a doctor? Yeah. You In know? his head, he wants it to make sense. He's trying to manipulate his own self, you said, to make it make sense. For himself. So he doesn't yeah. feel like it's just him. No one wants to feel alone and no one wants to feel like this is only happening to you. Right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just mine. <laughs> All right. So we're oh, at the acting. acting school. Yes. Teacher gives him rebel without a cause. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing really happens there. No, but then we get to Tony and Irina on the boat. Once but again. But also with, with Christopher getting the other scene, maybe this is also a case of he's not used to not getting what he wants. Yeah. So at least he got what he wants, thank God, because God only knows what he would have done to that poor acting teacher. I know. Um, but Tony and Irina on the boat. What about her with her floaties on? What is that? Big girls don't cry. Yeah, she's acting like a she's child. She's a big baby. She's acting another And thing. she's always crying. 
And she's always she's mad. Always, and she's always she's moaning. Bitching. She's like Carmella, but worse. Well, all the because girls she's not that even he a has wife. affairs with yeah. have that element. Yeah. There's always a, a live wire in them. Carmella's level-headed. Well, because think about it. I'm what, yeah, well, They're all, is they she? all have what his mother embodies, which is this like. He's not comfortable in a, in a functioning relationship, at least not with the Gumas. Gumars. No. No, so they, picks, they always go south. So he picks these challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole ducks thing, we're revisiting the yeah, ducks. Yep, yep. But, and, and that she's threatening his family, I guess. But uh, she is threatening his family. She's a homewrecker. She's a homewrecker. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's like in Goodfellas when uh, when um, Lorraine, when Bracco, when, what's her, Karen, she waits outside that girl's house. And then she goes in and unleashes on her. Is that what happens? Is that a scene in Goodfellas? I haven't watched Goodfellas. I don't Goodfellas remember. In I mean, years. forever. Oh, I want to watch it. Can we watch that later? We're going to watch, watch that it. later. Bobby. So, um, and then we go back to your apartment with Chris and Adriana's apartment. You got doing well, drugs. No, wait a minute. We're, let's not jump the scene where where the um where the Russian man challenges Tony. them on the other boat yeah. and Tony cannot control his temper because he feels emasculated and he goes and grabs that guy's balls. I know. And they're all crying. He makes that man cry. He makes the wife cry. Um, everyone's freaking out all for nothing. He's like, you want to be involved? You're involved now. Yeah. There I mean, go. he's snapping over the, over the ducks when this poor girl is just trying to do the right thing. She's being sweet and affectionate toward the ducks. But the truth is. Well, she's, she's an idiot. She's feeding them cheese doodles. Whatever. You don't she's know. She's an idiot. What, well, he like, can't eat a cheese doodle, a duck? No, no. They're what would happen like, if a duck ate a cheese doodle? I have no idea, but I am assuming that their digestive I'm system. I'm sorry, you and Tony Soprano are the expert on freaking it. ducks? I mean, she's wearing floaties and she's feeding cheese I'm doodles. sorry. Just, I really need to understand oh why you and Tony Soprano think you're not allowed to feed ducks. That you're an authority <laughs> on ducks you and what they should eat. Oh my gosh. Robbie, would you feed a duck a cheese doodle? Yeah. Me too. You guys are both idiots then. <laughs> did you want to feed the duck some pate? Oh gosh. Okay. That's like, <sighs> what is that called? I love the scenes with Tony talking to Hash. I love them. I do too. They're really great. And but Tony's somewhat forceful with him, like, like yeah. a baby. Like he's like, "What are you? What are you tired now? What yeah. you can't stay up?" Like he's challenging, like him. A, like a little kid with his dad bullying again. He's kind but of, but it's bullying. kind of a little kid with his dad, and yeah. he's a bully too. Yeah. I agree. But he's a big baby in this whole. They're all acting like big babies to a degree. I mean, he really just wants, it's so, it's such a girl thing. The way he's talking to Hesh and the way he's just like, you know, you've had those girlfriends who just come over and it's like the same story. And you're just like, oh my God, you just told me about oh, this I guy and the breakup and you're still with him. I, I know love, you're still with him. I love him. the way Jerry Adler played those scenes. So good. He's so good. I know. I love him. I just saw him at that Soprano convention. It was awesome to see him. Um, what a good, great actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. And Tony's getting annoyed. He doesn't want to listen to him. It's so funny. Um, and then we're, um, well, I'm going to, do you want to go back his to acting class? Yeah, his acting class. This is the big moment, right? This is the great scene. This is where he, um, he cries. Where he cries. And then 
Did you notice little details in the scene, like um, that when he's within the scene, the actor with the actor playing the actor in the scene, and the way he buttons up his jacket? Because I know Michael trained originally in theater and stuff, and he the way he's buttoning up his jacket and the way he like I didn't pats him notice. down, <clears throat> and then how he takes. The girl's hand at the end of the scene, like he's so oh, yes. gentle and detailed with his movements in that scene. Um, oh yeah, playing yeah, an yeah. actor, playing an actor, like it's it's a it's a great moment, and he played it really, really beautifully. He's a great actor. Yeah, it's a fantastic scene. I love it. It's a fantastic scene. I like the way I'm talking right now. I know, I cannot nice. talk. Um, but yeah, he storms out because he can't handle the emotion, and we don't really know why. He can't handle the emotion. Is he embarrassed that he that he cried? Is he embarrassed that it was real? Yeah. I don't think he was acting. I think he surprised himself. I think all of us actors surprise ourselves when... When the emotion well, comes. Yeah, and I'm just going to give you all a little insight into actors crying on film. You don't have to be someone who can cry on cue to be a good actor. I always tell this to my daughter and to young kids that are acting... Because a lot of people will think that acting that acting is emotion, and it's not. You always just want to be in the doing of what your char- what is expected of your character, what your char- what your character is trying to do, um, where they're trying to go, how they're trying to make the other person feel, as opposed to just being upset. There's, yeah. I remember there was always a rule like you never want to be, you want to do all the time. So to just be crying and to be in this. See, it's is not. Um, it's it's it becomes like masturbatory, as opposed to being active, and that's why like um, acting for writers, mm-hmm. a, a, a course like that. Because yeah. I learned how to act in my mom's class because she's a writer. So listening to her teach like, the writers how to write their script, break it cra- down. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. So you you want an active script, a script that's just sitting there. Would you? Oh, I have a question. <clears throat> yes, you oh, you've mentioned on different podcasts our podcast about scoring a script, right? She said, you said that's something about- part, Yeah, that's scoring a script. So what does that mean? Like you're breaking it apart? Yeah, so if you see, um, all right, now we're going to jump, we're jumping oh off. Oh my God, guys. we're taking No, we're so going to jump long. off. Now, no, 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 this is really good. Like, this okay. is actually really good because it's really relevant and because you guys like that we relate to stuff, this is great. Because there's a great scene um, with him later on. Forget about this scene where he does a great job. When he comes back to the class, uh-huh. he's doing this exercise yeah, where they're a, saying A, B. B. Okay. So this is great. I believe that they're pulling that from Sanford Meisner. And that's a technique that I ended Meisner up learning. Technique? Yeah. When uh-huh. I really started acting and I had to pick a, I had to pick a lane of how I wanted to, to um, break down my scripts. I picked the Meisner technique. So I could sit here and say to you, um, uh, let's see. I can say uh, I really enjoy doing this podcast with you, Chris. Yes. I really, really enjoy doing this podcast with you, Chris. Same line, right? Yeah. I want you to know. I want, if I score my script, I'm going um, to say to, what's a good word? What's the good objective for that word? Uh, first of all, you break the scene down, the whole scene with one objective. Mm-hmm. But that objective could change um, as the scene changes. So I could be trying to make you feel comfortable, let her know I love her. Like these are my actions, right? 
But what if I say to you, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying yeah. doing this podcast with you, Chris. So then would you score the script and write sarcasm? No, because sarcasm is a state of being. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what would you write there? I'm trying to goad you. The little? Or um, I'm and trying to incite you. Um, okay, yeah. okay. But sometimes, look, let's not get crazy. Sometimes I might write, you know, being provocative or, yeah. be, you know, I mean, as long being as you- Being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Beep. Anyways, um, so yeah, that scene with the A and the B. So what we would do in those classes with Meisner, those exercises, I would go, uh, by the way, David Proval, perfect example. He explained how he improvised that scene with Jim, with Jim in his audition about his shirt. So they went back and oh, forth with one shirt. line. So these weren't like big Where'd you get the words. Shirt? You like the shirt? I Meisner. don't like the shirt. That's yeah. a full blown Meisner technique. But if I had my suspicions, I would have, I would bet that both of them are Strasburg because they're Lee Strasburg. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. But. Um, but I, that that's a very Meisner technique to go back and forth with that. I want to know. Can you ask Jim's uh, widow what he studied? I'm curious what technique he studied. I don't even know if she would know that. But I bet some of the actors on the show would know that. I'm curious. I want to know that. Let's find that out. All right. Please. Thank you. Do you like that? Yes. Hold on. Let me fan myself. You know that. Anyway, anyway acting you 101 is over. I love that. We can be done. <laughs> Are we done? All right, let's go eat mozzarella sandwiches. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Wow. I'm Can you stand up and do that? Nope. Please. Okay, let's just kind of... I pussy mean, and we, skip. We can kind of blow through some no, of no, this. No, 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 pussy and skip. Another oh. baby m- moment. Uh, pussy feels you slighted. See how I blow through? I'm trying to blow through, Robbie. Not letting me. Pussy feels slighted. <laughs> nope. No, let's put, but let's, we can just do it. We're going. Okay, go. Let's just go. Okay, do um, it. And he says, he says about Furio, if there ever was a man in need of a nickname. I like that. What scene are you on? Um, Pussy and Skip at the diner. At the diner? Oh, at the diner. I jumped, Yeah, right? yeah, no, we're good. That's right. Where oh, well, uh, Furio was making the mozzarella, yeah. which looked delicious yeah. again. <laughs> so we're Pussy and Skip at the diner. With his ash from his cigarette this Push- long. Yeah. By the way. But Pussy's mm-hmm. basically, he's on the Skip Lapari team. Yeah. But that but that scene, that scene in the restaurant after Furio makes the mozzarella, and he gets to sit at the table with, with Paulie, and they ask Pussy to leave when Johnny Sack shows Disgrazia. up. Disgrazia. That's disrespect. Disgrazia. Yes. <laughs> Wait, this is, by the way, this is what happens when Chris goes too long. She gets totally just delirious. Disgrazia. Disgrazia. Um, anyway, anyway, I like it. Yes, but that was a really a kick, a low, low blow. It's like, low could you blow. leave the table? He's like, I'm not even done eating. Like, what am I supposed to do with my food? He's like, you can. You no, can. that was rude. So rude. It was rude. These are, there's, these, besides I don't know working. if that would have happened, by the way. They wouldn't have. These guys are friends. Happened. But I guess they, they don't, it's been established now that they don't really trust pussy at the moment. I know, but if you're going to want to, you're going to like, they're like pushing him to turn. Yeah. Literally, the way they're treating him. Not okay for Sal. Not okay um, at all. So the two of them, um, Sal and Skip, they're basically just two girls gossiping in that diner the way they're talking. So again, it sounds, it's like, I'm sorry, big girls don't cry. So it still feels like that. <laughs> you going to do your lipstick? 
Me too. Me too. Now we're I back at the like... therapist's office. Uh-huh, yeah. Speaking of lipstick and lips, Melfi. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she's got the best mouth in town. I just need um, hydration. And she says, I th- I'm thinking about taking my patient back. He's my responsibility. I abandoned him. Um, and she cries. And she goes, I don't know where this is coming from. And just like Tony Soprano in therapy, where he says, mm-hmm. I don't know where this is coming from when he cries. It's the exact same thing. It's so interesting that they found each other and they're mirroring. That's what happens in relationships. Everyone. I know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't want to relate anymore. We're not. We're I'm done relating we're today. No, I wasn't going to. I was just going to say that literally. Um, but but yes, there's a reason why they mirroring. found each other. because you and I have had some mirroring Yeah, issues. of course. Mm-hmm. I I'm, mean, are they issues? Or are, are you learning? mirroring the fact that I'm sweating my balls I'm off? I'm kind of sweating now, too. Holy um, cow. It's 66 degrees. You're wearing a Neil Diamond shirt. I am. Um, so I my feel favorite. like everything's a lesson to be learned in life. What's and my favorite Neil Diamond? Thank um, you. Song? Is it the chair? Is it called you the chair? You don't want to relate, but you're going to talk about Sorry, my okay. shirt. Um, I love you so much. Is it everybody just, in the room? You're like the squirrel. Like no pink. one understood, not even the chair. Is it the chair? Oh my God, please don't look I it have up. to look it up. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Do so, you have sexual feelings for him? Yes. Eli says to Malfi. Yes, she does. She says, no, I, I have she does. feelings on a personal level. On a personal level. I he think- can be such a little boy sometimes. I didn't even put that line together with everything we've been saying what, about him. What about being- having that line and then going straight into what? The massage parlor. Yeah, he's messing with her. He's testing her. Well, that's later. Oh. In their session when he finally goes in. But the massage parlor. No, no, no. When she calls him, I'm saying he's outside the massage parlor. And she says he can be such a little boy. And then look at this. This little boy is a violent monster. And this is who she's taking back. Yeah. That little boy is a little boy in moments, but the big moments for the reasons why she won't deal with him is because he has been extremely violent even towards her. Yeah. And then when he take when she when he finally does go back and he tells her, you're yeah. right in the session. And she doesn't even seem to but uh, before the old Melfi, she knows she's wrong. The old Melfi would have been very uncomfortable with that information. Yeah. Like, did you know what happened when you called me? I was sitting outside a massage parlor where my guy went in and killed some people. Well, he's or testing he killed her some people, big but time like, there. Yeah, but she doesn't even react. Oh, but the good, that one great line. She said, uh, what was it? Something about like, do you wish it was you getting beaten down or something? That's Yeah, that's later on. Okay, I'm going all over you the place. Are. The coffee. I'm never drinking coffee again. No, but we can go there. Why well, not? But by the way, when she calls him, she's nervous. I mean, she grabs for her wine. Um, She misses him. It's so real. You know? It's so real, everything that goes on in this. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That relationship. I have a friend who's a therapist. And um, yeah, she's like certain patients. She gets, she wants to like hear more about. She's, you know, it's more exciting for her to hear about. And some are like, boring. Same thing. I think you're human. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. She didn't tell me names of patients. I really hope my therapist found me dynamically interesting. I know. Sometimes I'll make up <laughs> shit. No, it's okay. I would, I I would watch my therapist. Years. Fall I probably asleep. need one right now. She would fall would asleep have- sometimes. Really? I swear to God, she'd be like this one. Oh, my hair. I just ripped out a Ouch. lock of hair. Um, oh, your, ther- ow. 
You? Yeah, she would go like this. <gasps> and sometimes I thought she was testing me to see if I would stand up for myself. To oh, see if I would call her on it and stand up for myself. And then I realized maybe she's just on pills or something. You're like, wait to wait, wait, wait to attack my self-esteem. Oh You're my god, big time. Like Especially me. Yeah. Back in those days. Like, when am I, I was not young. entertaining enough for you? I'm sorry. I'd be like talking about some really heavy saucy stuff. I'm sure you <laughs> Okay, back to the back to the Sopranos. I'd be like, so back when I was in the circus and I was dating the bearded lady. <laughs> She's like, oh, I was like, you don't find this interesting. You have to, you don't understand what we did with the elephant's trunk. Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm going back to Sopranos okay, right this second I'm so now. so off the wall. Uh, Chris's acting class and his apartment. He gets on stage with his partner and he said the one letter, the A, B, and he punches him in the face. Why? Why? As, as Adriana says, um, that it was probably about her, his father. His so? father. Um, she goes. She goes, you want to write? Feelings is what it's all about. Revealing your innermost feelings I, is, is the best. She's It's so the good. best kind of writing. Well, think. acting is mostly feelings. Um, unless the actor is driving a car or sword fighting or something. So, so, so <laughs> ridiculous. I still don't understand oh the father. I, I don't want to get into it because we'll go forever. What, Dickie Moltisanti? No, I didn't know. He uh, had that um, guy. No, he had I, issues with his dad. Who? Christopher. So this but is a situation of art imitating life. Because he said it aggressively and he punched him. Is that no, it? No, because he played his father in the last scene. Yeah. The Rebel Without a Cause scene. Yeah. He hung onto his <clears throat> leg. He cried uncontrollably. Um, so it all had Okay. So the next day time. he sees him, he punches him out. Like, I don't, you can't see me and view me as vulnerable. So I yes. need to make up for that right 100%. now. hundred percent. Yeah. He's taken back his, his balls. Yeah. It's a dance. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to punch and you in the face. And you know in that moment. You know. taking back my balls. You know, in that moment, oh my God. that Christopher's making a turn and that he's probably not going to stay on the path no, it's done. With, um, with his screenwriting. But he was looking. then another episode shows up about a couple episodes later called D-Girl, which, um, which is a whole revisit of um, Hollywood for him once again mm-hmm. because he can't he, he's just the regularness of life is just too much for Christopher but nothing's happening for him and that's why so he's like maybe if I'm over here Tony no one's giving him respect or he's not a made guy so yeah I don't know that anything would ever please him completely yeah. or any of these characters for that matter yes um, so yeah that's a really great scene and I love that scene and then he of course he's Jerk oh my to gosh, me. Um, <laughs> to and he that. puts me down. He says, well, how, how would you know, you know, from writing down orders at the freaking restaurant? What a jerk. Yeah. I'm like, don't talk to my girl like that. Do you understand me? But I love it. It's such Mr. good writing. Mr. Imperioli. <laughs> you sit and your she's butt so down. sad. She looks so sad when I'm she walks stu- in. Because I got you that that writing thing because I don't know. I, you know and your outfits. Your cute little I had outfit. no hair extensions yet. They hadn't really been putting makeup on me yet. It was all new. So cute. But I noticed my Adriana Still. name and diamonds on my ring, on my finger. They had that? ordered me. The, oh, yeah. That's mine. I got that. You got that. I kept that. Okay. 
You're cute. You're cute in the scene. So now we're in Melfi's office and there's that overhead shot. He looks visibly bummed out. Um, Tony. And she looks happy. Yeah. She's- and this is a date. This feels like our first date. It does. You know? Mm-hmm. I think she wants to sit on his face here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So I'm sorry. You can't swear, so you have to. You I'm have sorry. To. I'm just to. creating situational comedy since I can't curse. <laughs> um, Verbal gymnastics once again. But he says to her, I want to stop panicking. I want to be in total control. Me too. Me too, man. <laughs> God, we're just like Tony Soprano. We are like, everybody's got a little Tony Soprano in them. Oh my God. Everybody's got a little Tony. You wish you had a little Tony Soprano in you. you Excuse me, I'm going to have a drink of water. You can't say that because you're friends with his ex. Or not his ex. Deborah would never be mad at me for saying that. Um, We're talking about a character. We're not talking about her husband. Well, he's James Gambolfini. Sex. Uh, Listen, When we talk about Jax from Sons of Anarchy, we're not talking about Charlie Hunnam. I have to I be clear know. about That's that. That's one and the same for me. No, because, because you, you know, if you were in my shoes, so good looking. you would have a crush on these <clears throat> characters as their characters. The minute Charlie would take off his, his, um, his, his, uh, I vest, can't wait to get into sex scenes with you. We are going to do a S- Sons of Anarchy. We're going to have sex scenes. We're going to have sex scenes no, on the show. get into the sex scene. Sit down. You just can't. <laughs> Did you say we're going to have a sex scene on the show? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me get in here. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Oh, sorry, mom. Anita, she's I'm crazy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm she's crazy. I'm talking sorry. about your sex scenes with Tony. You had I don't that, have sex, had scenes. sex scenes. You had a whole thing with him, a little, a, the whole thing. And then, um, you with, smell my armpits from here. No, you smug him. Hmm? Um, Charlie Hunnam. That well, you did because I do remember you. Yes, I did have a sex scene with Charlie Hunnam. Hold on. Let's switch shows right now. No, we're not switching. Hold on. We're already late. <laughs> we're I late. just opened up my Sons of Anarchy book for those of you that yes. are just listening. Um, okay. Anyway. We, we, honestly, I, you know what I want to say about this right now? What? Big girls don't cry. We're talking about immaturity throughout this whole entire episode. Guess who's the most immature? You and I. We're just, we're just mirroring this entire episode. I want to eat candy right, right, here, now. right now. Okay. Just I put know. it together. I know you like that. I might cry. Why? Why not? Because <laughs> big girls don't cry. What about the stigma around crying in this world? Oh, God. Huh? I'm a crier. No, I'm actually not a crier. I've, lately, I've been a crier. You know what? Catch me at one week during a month, and I'm a crier. That's the week I don't want to talk to you anymore, by the way. The week before my period, I'm not communicating Chris, with the, anybody. you're a nightmare before your period. Oh, uh, you are too, but we're not going there. We don't want to fight on camera. We've been fighting Sometimes a lot lately. Sometimes I want to be like, are you PMSing too? And then I'm like, oh no, don't say that to her. She'll fucking kill me. Don't talk to the hothead oh, I paisan. Swore. I just swore. That's okay. It's, it's just you. It's your mom. Your mom's going to be proud of me. This is about her being proud of no. me. Then she's going to be proud like, nice, you. Chris. Now it's your problem. No. Oh, God, I keep pulling okay, hair so out. So we're in Melfi's office with Tony. And um, yeah. And th- this is a great scene. The control he's talking he about. tests her big time. I mean, and she really gives in. Why? You know? Um, why does he test her? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he's just like, he's back where he wanted to be. Why is he pushing oh, and pulling? No, the way he looks at her, the smirking, the smugness. And um, he goes, you know what? He says to her, F you mm-hmm. again. 
um, yep. which he should not be speaking to her in this way after she finally let him back in. Um, you know who I am and you know what I do. You call me. He knows. He. Th- um, this shows you that he knows she likes that. You asked about, we were talking about like, you know, being on that oh, adrenaline. She pushes she, all He, he realizes it and now he's posturing. Mm-hmm. And she keeps it together. But mm-hmm. she says, she mm-hmm. even tells him to read the art of war, to yeah. be a better gang leader. I Like she's already positioning herself as consigliere. Yeah. Totally. I mean, the sexiest consigliere in the business. Does it? I, I forget what she's wearing, but I remember that she try. She looks a little, little more polished in this session. Right? Well, she's not wearing an earth tone. No, she's wearing blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Do you think there's something in that? I don't know. We should l- really dive into it. Let's call Julia Polska. Let's look it up. And, and, <laughs> yes. The wardrobe lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when she, this is where she says, um, he said, I wish it was me in there when he's testing her. And she says, giving the beating or taking it. Who? Anybody. Love anybody it. else to say that to Tony Soprano? You know, that's what I would say. No. That's such a dry That is question. such a dry thing. But I'm saying if <laughs> someone were to say that to a boss, he'd be like, well, you, you oh, I'm going to give you a well, beating it's right deep. now. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, yeah. definitely um, questioning <laughs> his self-awareness, his subconscious, all of the things. Yeah. That we've grown to love about the Sopranos. Um, but he doesn't answer. And and then they go into a Daniel Lenoir song, which I love because it's really, what really song? beautiful. I don't know the name of it, um, but it's an instrumental Daniel Lenoir, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably written here. It's called uh, something Mustang or something. Um, but anyhow, then we end up. Back at you guys. With us in bed. I know. Well, you're sleeping. Cute. Us in bed. You and me. Chris and, I'm sleeping. Chris and Dre in bed. And then I get up and I smoke. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I move the mic with my neck. Oh, that's good. People are like, these two should not have a podcast. And you know you're making sounds for everybody listening. I just... Here, come, come over We're here, coming Dre. down the Put final right stretch. Right I just want to get a little closer to Chris. I know. You always want to get close to me. Let's talk about this scene. That's what you do. You get close. In push bed. away. Get Chris. close. Push away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't take it. Um, the scene in bed. This scene breaks my heart, and I hate this scene, but I love it as far as a viewer goes. But I hate the scene and what it implies because it's because he's giving up. He's giving up. It's he's. I've had those moments where you're just laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, saying, "Do I really want to keep doing this podcast?" Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Trust I, me, us, her and do I, I really want to go into a deep dive of The Sopranos <laughs> yes, for two we do. hours. You know, we don't like the leading up and the and the editing. And no, all that we stuff, love but doing when this. We're part. here on this couch. We we talk forever, so of course we like it. I know. Yeah. It's just the business side of things oh, we don't like. But so it's always much. it's always a business side of things that gets yeah. like that, right? Always. I mean, think about like you yeah, I'm I'm gonna go off on a whole different subject about designing clothes and and I don't even know. So that's why our shows run a little long. And then you get mad at me for talking too much. Meanwhile, I I'm stopped like, myself. I stopped myself. Did anybody just notice I stopped myself and I went like my head was here and then went back into my notes. Adriana's sleeping mm-hmm. nicely. Yes, and Adriana's you- nice, nice and asleep. 
<laughs> she's thinking, do I really want to be on this show still? <laughs> she's not. She's thinking, I'm so happy I'm here. Um, but maybe I can go eat a mozzarella sandwich as soon as, as soon as Christopher and I get out of this bed. Um, Why did yeah, he, he throw he, everything He goes away. and he throws everything out and I hate it. And then he walks down that corridor and then he walks back. But and why? it's a beautifully done scene and it's so Soprano-esque, which I, I love. But um, he's given up. Why? Why because is he I, given up? He was such a, he had a little bit of a, like a, a thing in the acting class. I mean, regardless if it was real or his real life, it's still, he obviously, he was up and, you know, had some accolades in that class. He did. He did. And he could have moved up even maybe as an actor, maybe not as a writer. Yeah. Um, Italians are notoriously good actors. Hello, Michael Imperioli, <laughs> Drayton Matteo, James Gandolfini, Aida Turturro, Edie Falco. Sofia Milos. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, I think he still has to decide between two families um, to a large degree, which is, you know, either he's going to, you know, follow his dreams or he's going to become a made guy because that's what he knows. And he messed it up. At the end of the day, he couldn't control himself. He had a tent. Yeah, he wouldn't be allowed back in there. And he effed it up. So maybe he was mad at himself for something he really was digging, liking, getting into. And then he couldn't control himself and he punched the guy and he knows he's not going to get him back in. No. And now he's stuck with this other life. Yeah. And he also could be, a, you know. Because that's a childlike thing to do. The whole thing. You know what I mean? But like if you... It's like getting into arguments and you like, no, you messed up. So then you're like, well, I, didn't, I don't want that friend anyway. I don't want to be a part. Of, I don't yeah. want to be in that relationship anyway. Well, so I'm just going to throw everything out. Big girls I don't, don't think, cry. I don't want to think about this. I'm going to throw everything out. I'm done. Even though it's really like you feel like shit because you're the one who did it. Yeah. Let's, it's grow the F up. Grow the F up. As Carmela said. Good for you. You didn't swear again. You just said the S word. I know. The S word. I feel like a child. You. Today. <laughs> Big girls, don't cry. Uh-huh. Well. Are we done? Well. We're done. We're leaving you guys. We are. That's it for season two, episode five. Tune in next week for episode <laughs> six, The Happy Wanderer, where we see just about everyone in Sopranos world experiencing bouts of unhappiness, plus another brief return. Of the ducks theme and so much more. Chris, the duck expert, will be here (laughs) to conduct an in-depth bullet point presentation. Of what you can and cannot feed a duck. Yes. So tune in to find out what you can and cannot feed the ducks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't forget to show our sponsor a little love. Yeah. Oh, and I'm getting a phone call, which I'm not going to answer. Should I get it? Who's calling, Chris? Um, can I call you Christopher from now so on? So you can call me Christopher. Cool. So yeah, you know what, guys? Subscribe if you haven't. Um, YouTube, we're on YouTube. Yeah. So you, if you're listening uh, wherever you get your podcast, go to YouTube, subscribe, write a nice comment because we want to read it. We want to read it. We want to bring you guys in. Did you want them also to hear your phone ringing at nauseum like oh that? Oh my God, I'm sorry. You know that Robbie's going to be mad when he has to dig into this episode. Okay. Your husband might also have My a bone to pick with you. A bone to pick. As long as he's not feeding the ducks cheese doodles, I'm okay with that. Listen, guys. See you next Tuesday. Ah! It's been great. See you, we'll see you guys next later. Tuesday Bye. on the turnpike. See you next Tuesday. TikTok. On the turnpike. Now I'm done. I did a little.
And I'm done. And I'm out. TikTok. And I'm out. Bye, guys. Gangster Goddess Broadcast is a UV Ways and Monkey Mind Music Group production. Executive produced by Dre and Chris and theme song by UV Ways. (laughs) 